Hi, everybody. I'm Thea. And I'm Mati, and this is our podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Our Point Is. This week, we are very excited because this is one of our favorite topics that we have to share for you. Um, this week's topic is mental health, how it's important. And we're going to talk about what is mental health, what do Thea and I do to take care of our own mental health. Uh, we are go we're going to talk about how we think we should normalize therapy. We're going to talk about mental health in 2020. We're going to give you advice on how <laughs> to take care of your own mental health. And we're going to do our favorite segment that it's our weekly favorites we are so excited for this episode because Matthew and I both agree that mental health is such an important topic and it's definitely one of the first ones we wanted to discuss because it is so pressing and so urgent and we don't want to see uh, more lives being taken away by mental health and we want to make sure that it is being given the attention it deserves that we are speaking up about it that we are making adequate uses of our voice that we are normalizing things and normalizing these conversations so even if this episode seems like it's not quite up your lane we still highly recommend that you make sure that you listen to it because i think that anybody can like benefit from this conversation and it's really important that we get a more active role regarding mental health because it's very important and even more in the times we're currently going through of course and you know we're also giving tips and how we take care of our own mental health and i think you know maybe the tips aren't for you but maybe you find one you really like and you try out So, yeah, we really hope that we can share a little bit of our wisdom and what we've learned through the years and you guys can take it or leave it, adapt things, apply certain things and just really make use of this episode in whichever way you feel is important. Yes. We want to start this episode by defining what mental health is. So, Thais, tell us, what is mental health? Okay, so mental health, as defined by the World Health Organization, is a state of well-being in which the individual realizes his or her own abilities, can cope with normal stresses of life, can work productively and fruitfully, and is able to make a contribution to his or her community. So as we can hear by that, which is from like a really reliable source, it is basically just when a person is like in a stable state and when they can respond to all the different things that life can throw at you in a sane, healthy way where they don't feel like any little thing can like throw them over the edge. And when they can just respond in ways where they can apply the abilities they've acquired through their life to different situations. Yes, I feel like mental health, it's exactly that, you know, having a kind of system to cope with things that try the life throws your way healthily, not, you know, in various ways that are not the best for your body and soul. So we want to... Yeah, I think that's much... I think that's much easier said than done because a lot of time, like, we can give advice to friends and think of, like, hypothetical scenarios, but when we are going through tough times, sometimes we don't really know, like how to respond and how to like blow off that steam or deal with that pain. So I think that it's really a life skill to just learn how to develop the tools in order to respond to different things that can happen to you. For sure. And on that note, we wanted to share with you a, a quote from one of our favorite celebrities. It's Kristen Bell. Yes. And the quote goes, people seem like they don't have any problems, but everyone is human. Everyone has problems. Everyone feels yucky on the inside sometimes. And I think that is so on point. Like, you know, you don't have to be stable and happy and excited all the time. Everyone 
is allowed to feel their ups and downs and to feel sad and to let it out. Yeah, I absolutely love that because I also really appreciate like people who are real, people who are vulnerable, people who are honest about their feelings. Because when everybody around you is pretending like they're perfect, it's so exhausting because you feel like you need to do that as well. So I really appreciate this quote from Kristen where she clarifies that like it's normal, it's inevitable, and we should embrace it instead of hide it. For sure. Like, as I said, it is okay if you do not feel well. It is okay if you just wake up one day and you're feeling sad because you want to feel sad. Your body woke up sad and that is totally yeah. fine. You don't have to hide it and you don't have to have like a reason why you feel sad. You just feel sad. Preach. You don't need to be ashamed of it. So now I guess we can like start thinking about like what Mati and I view as mental health and like the impact that it's had on our lives. So for me, I think that mental health is essentially having peace inside your mind. And that doesn't necessarily mean that like everything in your life is always perfect. Like you have a really good relationship, you're doing well at school, at work, and like everything is perfect because mental health does not depend on external circumstances and if you make it depend on external circumstances then it's really going to reduce the happiness you feel so it's important to acknowledge that like it is having the ability to like say that even if your life isn't perfect even if you're struggling even if things aren't going your way you can still respond to that and you can still feel content with your life And it's really important to be able to cope with what comes your way and respond to different situations in a healthy way and really avoid like those unhealthy tendencies. And I also think it means taking the decisions in life that will benefit you, even if they're hard. So that means like putting boundaries or breaking up with somebody if they're not doing you well or cutting toxic friendships or saying no to plans if you don't feel up for it. All those things that can seem kind of daunting, but that you know deep down will benefit you. Having control over that is also part of mental health for me. And it also is like having good habits, like making sure that you constantly do things to take care of yourself, even if they can seem like, oh my gosh, that's so boring and pointless I don't need it but like after time you'll realize that it actually does benefit you and it does help you and your life feels better when you keep up with these good things I also think that it's being able to speak up when necessary whether it be with your friends or with your family or with a therapist just making sure that you don't keep everything to yourself and that if you feel like there's something weighing on you then you express it to somebody because it can get really exhausting just carrying that all on your own so i guess those are the things that build up mental health in my world i actually agree with you especially in the part like when you have to end relationships or friendships or you know just cancel plans because i feel Especially as as teenagers, we have a lot of plans and things we mm. want to go. Yeah, but I have. I've, We're so popular. <laughs> I've had times where I'm I'm ready. I'm out the door, and I'm about to get in the elevator, and I have my makeup ready, my hair is ready, I am in my outfit, and I tell my mom, "You know what? I'm gonna cancel. I'm not feeling like it." And my friends are like, "Oh, come wow. on!" And I'm like. I'm sorry, not my day. I went through, you just, just lay in bed and watch a movie. And I feel mm -hmm. like everybody like should work to the stage that they can do that. Because, you know, if you don't want to go out to, I don't know, dinner or lunch. And if you feel like bad. And if you feel like that becomes more of a responsibility than a um, place where you can f have fun. That, that's when things start going downhill. Yeah, and I think it's also like being in touch with your emotions because I think that really reflects like the story you told us. Like you know yourself and you know how you're feeling and you know like how things are going and you're able to respond to that. And I think that it's really important for you to learn how to identify like, oh, this probably isn't my day. This I, It would probably be better for me if I do this. And that's so empowering once you get in touch with your emotions and you know how to handle them. Yes. On that like line of thought, my like 
what I think mental health is. For me, it's recognizing that you can feel different emotions and you can feel different ways and that not all you don't have to like all of them and not all of them have to be happy or excited or those emotions that are socially accepted and that are socially thought of as good emotions. But you can feel all of the emotions. You don't have to feel happy all the time. You can feel sad. You can feel depressed. You can feel anxious. And it's also knowing that you can take time to sort through those emotions. You can take everything at your own pace. Like, not because someone is recovering faster than you at, from this thing. Or not because someone seems happy all the time. You have to be happy all the time. Or you have to recover fast. You have to learn how to pace yourself and how to know at what um like what how you sort through those things at what like time you actually feel like you're okay and not that you have to be happy all the time and it's I fun. think that oh sorry <laughs> don't worry and you have to like learn that it's fine not to be okay Girl, I love that definition because I really appreciate what you say about like embracing different emotions and all emotions are valid and they're valid in different circumstances. Like if you're feeling a certain way to a situation and you try to like suppress it because you're like, I shouldn't be feeling this way, that is just going to make you feel even worse. You should be able to like acknowledge the feelings you're feeling and when you're feeling them and how you're feeling them so that you can work on them or do the process that is necessary. But it's important to remember that every emotion is valid in every circumstance that it may come up and you don't have to get rid of them immediately. It's a process that you need to learn. And it's also important to know like how to manage that. So I think your definition is really good. Who should replace that definition with this one? Because it's it's spot on. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I feel like uh, I've, for the last two years, I've been on a journey of kind of, of self, self-discovery because in my life, there's mm. been a lot of changes that I did not expect. And I feel like I've come to terms with it. And it's, you know, if life throws your way a challenge, you don't have to feel happy about it. You don't have to be happy exactly. of how your life changed. You can, you know, be disappointed for a while and be sad. But then you have to learn how to live with it at your own pace. And I feel like at the end of the tunnel, you feel fulfilled and happy with your life, even though at the beginning you weren't happy about it. Exactly. I think it's a balance between acceptance and action. Like what you said at first, you need to digest what's happening to you, understand the new circumstances, the change and what's occurring. And it's okay to like sit with your emotions for a while, but then it requires a moment for you to take action, for you to do something, for you to take a decision to like talk to somebody or do something for yourself. And I think it's really just understanding how those two elements can come into play in your life. Yes, because you have to do both. You cannot stay there, you know, just being disappointed or and you cannot go straight into the changing and being accepted. I mean, you can, but it's for I feel like it's better if you think about it just for a minute, you know, think about that change and how it's affecting <laughs> you. And then I totally agree. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> So now we want to move on to talk about like what we do on a day-to-day basis or on a weekly basis or on a monthly basis for our mental health and like the tips and tricks we've learned over the years. And I'm going to be constructing like off a couple of things that I mentioned in my definition of mental health. So the first thing I want to talk about is habits. I think that the little habits you do in your day-to-day life can determine the bigger elements of your life. A habit can be a really small thing that doesn't take too long, but if you do it consistently, that will shape a lot of what your life looks like in general terms. So that's why it's really important to pick and choose your habits. So for me, that's working out. Listen, I am not the type of person who says I genuinely love working out, (laughs) but I think it's important. So I make sure to like find the time for it. 
and prioritize it because it releases endorphins and it's like a good space for you to focus on one activity and solely that and kind of like focus on that and maybe put pause on all the other thoughts that are buzzing through your head. So working out can be really beneficial for me. Journaling, I love journaling. I keep a diary and I literally just pour all of my thoughts on there, even if like they can be a little bit like quote unquote bad or like socially unaccepted. But it's important for me to just put all of my feelings on paper and accept them and embrace them and like recognize them. And it's a great outlet for me to just like at the end of the day, put everything on paper, close my notebook and feel like my chest is lighter and that I can go to sleep in peace because those thoughts are kind of out of me. So journaling is really powerful for me. And then also reading because again, it's a place you can focus your attention on for a certain amount of time. And I read like for pleasure, just fiction or self-help books and stuff that I genuinely enjoy. And then other things for like education to like broaden my view and become more knowledgeable. So having a balance of reading because reading has so many like proven benefits. So I definitely prioritize that. Something else that's really special for me is skincare. And I don't have a complex routine. It's like really simple, but just a moment in which I'm doing that and like applying that cream, it just feels like really fun for me and really relaxing. So I make sure that I do it with a lot of intention. And then lastly, like hygiene. Hygiene is so important and it's a basic thing that is like an indicator of your mental health. And if you see that you're like avoiding it or skipping it, that can be a sign that maybe your mental health needs a little bit more attention. So I just make sure to like constantly take care of myself, like in hygiene terms, even if I'm sometimes a little bit lazy, it's important to keep up with it. The second thing I do for my mental health is more on the line of like treats and traditions. And these are things in my life that I like really look forward to, things that I get excited about and things that kind of like disrupt the routine, but that I can like really look forward to. So I have a tradition that's like, sometimes I will take a nice shower, you know, do a deep self-care routine. I'll shave, I'll exfoliate, I'll like deep condition my hair. I'll put on body butter. And then it's at night, so like everybody else is asleep. And I'll turn on my fairy lights in my room and I'll watch a Zoella vlog. And that is so special to me. I feel loved, I feel happy. And it's a nice little routine that is in my control and that I can do whenever I'm feeling it. I also like watching a show called The Rain with my mom on Fridays. So we'll make popcorn, turn off the lights and just watch. I also every Sunday watch a movie and do my nails. And recently I've been loving making like a late night snack. So it's little traditions that I've catered in my life and that I like to come back to when I feel like I need something to look forward to, something to boost my mood, something fun to do. And I think it's really important. I'm a Capricorn, so I love traditions, but <laughs> it's really important for like my well-being to have little things that are totally in my control. Like I can make the decision to do these things and they make me happier. So that's a really big part of mental health, recognizing that you have the power to put yourself in a better mood. The third thing I do for mental health is speaking up. Um, I have like different friends to vent to and I make sure that the friends I talk to genuinely make me feel good, genuinely help me, give me advice, tell me what I need to hear, listen to me, don't judge. And it takes time to find that group. So if I'm feeling upset, I usually don't talk to people immediately. I like work through my emotions on my own at first and then when I feel ready I talk to other people so that can be usually like my friends or even my mom I really trust my mom and I like talking to her about the different difficulties that come up in my life and it's so helpful it's like journaling you just feel like weight is lifted off of you so I genuinely appreciate having people that I know I can trust and telling them the problems that I'm going through and lastly what I do for mental health is something that I call the mattress. So this is basically like a backup plan in case like everything else fails. And I do get to a point where I'm just really like in a slump, like I'm not feeling myself, I'm having really negative thoughts, and I don't know what to do. So I'm consistently like creating this mattress for me to fall on. So I have like a playlist of upbeat songs to listen to when I want to feel better. 
And it's important to like distinguish the difference between like wanting to feel better because a lot of the time when I get sad, I like want to be in my feels for a while and understand myself and like live that sadness. And then after a while, I'm like, okay, what can I do to get out of this? I want to get out of this. So when I'm at that stage where I want to get out of it, I will listen to this playlist and I have some collections on Instagram of like positive posts, funny videos, and just a bunch of things that can improve my mood. I even have a box of candy in my room to eat when I'm feeling sad and it's just like really yummy things that can boost my mood. And I have like LED lights and fairy lights. So it's a bunch of little things that I can count on if I really am feeling down to like respond to all of those emotions when I feel ready for it. You know, just a thought, according to Grey's Anatomy, like if you have like a blue light, so you have LED lights, if you can put them to blue, it's supposed to make you release endorphins. So, you know, just a thought. Wow. (laughs) I will keep that in mind. (laughs) You see, I have learned from that show. Yes, I do not doubt that, honestly. (laughs) Okay, so... My guide to a good mental health. These are things that I do that really just help me. So first of all, I focus on me. I feel like when I'm feeling kind of down, what you have to be is be selfish and focus on you first. You know, do things that make you happy. I'm going to give you guys an example. I was a competitive tennis player player for about five years of my life and when I started playing tennis I really liked it I loved it it was what drove me but then as I started to get like deeper on the world of competition I started feeling like going to trainings and going to tournaments and you know Winning and putting the amount of hours that I did into tennis was more of an obligation that, that you know, it was a pleasure for me. And I was really scared to tell my mom that I didn't want to do it anymore because she had put all this money and time because she had to drive me to practices and she had to drive me to tournaments and spend the day there with me helping me you know so I was really scared to tell her like yeah I don't think tennis is my thing and my mom is extremely supportive with all I do like she would have been fine but I was scared because you know (laughs) you have you know times where you're scared that at things that wouldn't be scary (laughs) (laughs) but but um, a situation came into my life and it made me give up those tennis practices. And I kind of thank like the universe for giving me that situation with what which wasn't a good one because it made me realize that I shouldn't have been scared to tell my mom. And it, I should have just said, you know, I'm going to stop going to tennis class because it's not fulfilling for me it's making me tired I'm tired mentally I don't want to do any anything else in the week so, you know even though that was a bad situation I kind of thank the universe that it sent it my way because it made me realize that I should have time to do what I like to do and even though those things may turn into things that you don't specifically like you have to you know think for yourself and say this is not healthy healthy for me bravo girl i feel like that's really empowering and just i think like so many people will relate with what you said because we do so many things out of pressure and out of fear and because we feel the obligation but i think it's important to ask yourself like do i actually need to be doing this which is what you did and you took a very tough decision that was for your well-being so i'm really proud of you Thank you. The next thing I do is I create routines and habits that help me <laughs> that help me feel well. Like I do the same thing that Thea does. Like sometimes when I'm feeling down, 
I'll wait till it's like seven o'clock and I'll take a shower and I'll light I'll, I'll light a scented candle and I'll dim all the yes. lights in my room and I'll and I'll uh, switch on my fairy lights and I'll put like soothing music. That's a vibe. That sounds so relaxing. <laughs> yes. So and I'll just lay in my bed and think about my life and be grateful for it because I found that. Being grateful gives you so much. You have to be grateful first and then start thinking about what you want to ask to the universe or to God or to whoever you believe in. The third thing I do is I've learned to not bottle up my feelings. So important. That is probably the most important thing you have to do. Learn how to not bottle up because I'm a very private person and I've never talked to anyone about my feelings until like two years ago. And I learned that, you know, you have to talk because if not, if you don't talk, you're going to explode and that's going to be a mess. Honestly. Do you know? And you don't have to talk to a professional. You can talk to your parents or to your friends or to someone you trust. And the last thing I do, it may sound weird, but I have conversations with myself. Me too. <laughs> where I, like, <laughs> I sit in my bed and I'm like, okay, this is what's going on in, our, in my life. This is what I, I'm not feeling well about. And this is the things I like. What? And I, I, I talk as if I had like another person sitting there. I'm like, what are we going to do to make this mess better? <laughs> And you know it's 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 really cathartic. I feel like I've come to good solutions to problems I've had in my life by talking to myself. I love that. And like, dude, I literally do the same exact thing. I stand in front of the mirror so that I feel like I'm looking at somebody and I have like that same type of conversation and it's so empowering because you can be like the like you can present like logical arguments you can be like you can do this you can do this and you can actually like comfort yourself i think that's really powerful it should be like more normalized because i swear it is such a good technique <laughs> like who cares if you're talking to yourself you're solving your life's problems and if it works for you it works for you yes okay then We're going to talk about normalizing therapy because we think it's a very important thing that should be talked about and that a lot of people don't understand. Of course. So we're here to share our opinions on the topic. Yeah, so I have always said that we all suffer because somebody else hasn't worked through their own problems. I mean, how many times how many times has somebody else harmed you just because like they had a traumatic experience and they didn't solve it and they ended up projecting it on you i feel like the world would be so much better if people took the time to go to therapy to work through their problems because that means they will have healthier relationships with other people i feel like if everybody we all have issues yes we all do don't lie to us i know like everybody has issues and it's not anything to be ashamed of you just need to recognize it if we all like went to therapy and we healed, we truly healed, and we understood ourselves, and we understood, like, what triggers us, what's good for us, what we look for, etc. We can have so much healthier interpersonal relationships, and we will end up hurting much less the people we love. So I think that going to therapy is truly, truly important. I think we all could use, as Mati said, these different tools to handle situations. Really traumatic things and unexpected things can happen to us. And there aren't books on how to cope with that because it's something new we haven't experienced. So having somebody there, a professional person who has studied, who knows how the human mind works to guide you, to help you and to just lend like a hearing ear and guide you can be so useful because it's okay to admit that we don't have all the solutions and that we don't necessarily know how to respond to every single situation. It's okay. Nobody expects us to know how to respond to everything. But when there's something difficult happening in our lives, we should be able to step up and seek the help we need for our own well-being and for the well-being of those around us. Because if we're okay, then we'll be able to treat other people well and have just 
healthier, happier relationships. And honestly, like I love, yes, yes, girl. (laughs) I love talking about myself. And I know that sounds like really egocentric, but I love just talking about my life, my emotions, my feelings to anybody, honestly, like I can tend to overshare. But if it's with a professional that I know is qualified, that is literally trained not to judge me and knows what to say like actually knows like what is proven well for me to hear like honestly I'm all for that that person will do nothing but good in my life that person will do nothing but help me become more happy more fulfilled more at peace more responsible more mature so I think it's really important and we shouldn't be ashamed about this it's always going to be a good feeling for you to just sit in a chair and talk to somebody and get things off your chest like even on a day when I'm feeling very good like and I have a conversation and I get something off my chest even though I didn't think I had anything on my chest like it feels good I think there's always going to be something to talk about and you don't need weekly sessions just like every once in a while for you to talk like I think is really important Something that must be said for this is the struggle in finding a good psychologist or psychiatrist. It's not always like a click on the first try. Sometimes you're going to need to like meet different people because at the end of the day, it is an interpersonal relationship and you want to be compatible with the person who's helping you. And it's okay if you don't get that on the first try. Maybe you want to like talk with different people and see who you feel better with, who you feel more comfortable with. And I think that's really important and it's part of the process. And a lot of the time people expect it to be easy, but sometimes it'll take like a bit more time and effort. So I just wanted to like put that out there. For my story, like I did a lot of like intense therapy a couple of years ago when my parents split up for the first time because it was really hard on me. So I would go to the school's psychologist and I would like have regular sessions with her and she would help me through my emotions. And then I also had a therapist outside of school, which I would visit like weekly and she would like help me with different exercises and just helped me find like some type of meaning in my life. So it was really important um, for me to be able to just like talk and receive that help and like not feel judged for it. Like deep down, I did not feel judged for it. But again, there's a lot of problems like normalizing therapy. So maybe I would get like weird looks and stuff. But it's important for you to know, like deep down, if you're receiving the help you want, then you should feel like happy with that and at peace with that. And (laughs) and like as for right now I feel like I'm at a place where I talked with a psychologist a couple of weeks ago and I'm going to be starting like a series of sessions with her to again help me with my parents divorce because there's like sometimes things happen to us and we don't realize how much of an impact it can have sometimes like a specific thing that happens in your life can lead you to respond in specific ways to upcoming situations in the future and since you're scarred and you haven't worked through it it can be harder and harder for you so I think it's really valuable to just make sure that you're seeking the help you need and you're talking to people who can you know like kind of guide you and orient you and help you heal those wounds so that they don't keep coming up in your life because if you don't heal them then they're gonna like manifest in the different relationships you have and the different struggles you feel and so on so it's important to take that conscious decision for sure oh i feel like everything you said is so valuable like um, I feel like therapists are this people, like this little person that has like a toolbox and you go looking yeah. for tools that will help you through your problems in life. So, you know, I don't know, you don't have a screwdriver for some reason in your little toolbox, but your therapy, your therapist who has studied and who has been handed this toolbox has a screwdriver so he's gonna um so he's gonna get you a screwdriver through therapy you know i feel like everybody should go to therapy because we obviously aren't equipped like with 
um, all the tools and all the mentalities and things, we need to sort through our life problems. And when you talk to a professional who has literally studied studied human behavior and human and the human mind for so many years, they can help you sort through those problems and they can help you feel better. Yeah, of course. I think that's really important because like nobody expects you to have everything figured out. Nobody expects you to be able to respond perfectly to every single thing that can happen in life because life is unpredictable. For sure. So you need to learn that like when those things happen, like what you need to do to learn how to respond to them. And that's what therapy's for. <laughs> exactly. And I feel like we've come far with therapy because obviously um, before therapy was a really taboo um, topic. Nobody talked about it and it was looked like as if it was bad. But I feel like especially with our generation, we can now like talk about it and we can even joke about it without anyone you know, feeling uncomfortable because we've normalized it. We understand that going to therapy and having a mental illness is something a lot of people have and a lot of people do. And it's completely normal. And it's a mental illness is as if you had a physical illness. It's just in your mind and you need your mind to function. Yes. So they're just illnesses that need to be treated. Yes. It's, there's nothing wrong with it. You don't put shame on a person to, that has a flu. Preach. It's not your fault. <laughs> it's just an illness. And you have to work with it. And you have doctors that help you. And it's totally okay to have one. You just have to th- sort through it. So we're going to be talking about mental health in 2020 in times of COVID. Obviously, um, well, we'll be responding to a question that was sent to us through our stories. And the question is... Has mental health gotten worse during COVID? Now... We have some, like, facts from the World Health Organization that we want to share with you guys. The first one is the COVID-19 pandemic has disrupted or halted critical mental health services in 93% of countries worldwide, while the demand for mental health is increasing. And the next thing we want to share with you guys is, again, according to WHO, that bereavement, isolation, loss of income, and fear are triggering mental health conditions or exacerbating existing ones. Many people may be facing increased levels of alcohol and drug use, insomnia, and anxiety. So those qualities that I stated, do they sound familiar? Yes, that is is what's happening a lot right now due to the pandemic so as we can see those are things that like aren't specifically consequences to the virus like one of the symptoms of COVID-19 is not deteriorating your mental health but everything that encompasses the pandemic like being forced to quarantine to stop seeing loved ones all the stress the pressure losing jobs all of those things that are consequences of the pandemic can have a very clear impact on your mental health and this is not an opinion this is a fact so it's important to acknowledge that all of these things are happening it's not made up and i think we just need to like pay attention to them because they are going to have serious impacts on our lives and we need to know how to cope with them exactly and this is another fact provided by who as well And it's prior to the pandemic, countries were spending less than 2% of their national health budgets on mental health and struggling to meet their population's needs. Which is totally, like, concerning because to know, like, only 2% of a country's national health budget is going to mental health, which is as important as, as physical health, is concerning. And... 
you know, a lot of people have mental illnesses. We have mentioned depression and anxiety, but there's a ton more that, you know, need to be dealt with because as I have said, um, they're illnesses. They need to be treated. Exactly. Like you said, mental health is just as important as physical health. And I would say it's just as common as physical health. So why aren't they receiving the equal funding they deserve? That's just something to think about. <laughs> and under the light of all of these frightening statistics, I just think to myself that I hope this whole situation opens our eyes truly because as we know there are so many people that like don't entirely believe in mental health and they don't entirely think it's like legitimate and it exists so I hope this really opens their eyes because I think we've all seen more mental health consequences during this time because they've been so much more visible so I hope this helps those people like really legitimize mental health and think of it as something worthy that deserves attention that deserves conversation that deserves resources that deserves funds and really be able to like redirect those funds and be able to design like competent systems that are accessible to everybody so that they can help them in these difficult times of struggle not only a pandemic but like just normal life because these types of things can happen at any moment and any country should be equipped to respond to their citizens needs for sure okay now we will be moving on to the advice we're we're giving you advice (laughs) yeah so i really want to direct like what i'm gonna say For those situations in which sometimes you feel like you would want professional help, but maybe your parents aren't entirely supportive of that because, as we said before, they don't maybe believe in, like, mental health or they're unfamiliar with it or you think they would react badly or you're just scared because you don't know how they would react. So in this case, I just want to say to you that your parents have their best interest, have your best interest at heart. Even if they don't understand like what therapy is or how that works or unfortunately like can't afford it, I think they have your well-being as their end goal. And maybe if you differ on like how you think to best approach it, don't get like personally offended by that. Just make sure like, okay, they weren't raised in the same circumstances that I was raised and I'm just going to like understand that. I'm not going to take it to heart. And if they try to like, unvalidate your feelings just remember that they are valid that they are worthy and whatever you are feeling regardless of the circumstances you're in is worthy and it deserves attention if you feel like you need it so just try having a conversation with your parents and try to stay calm just tell them how you're feeling tell them what has impacted you if you're struggling And just be really open about how you've been doing lately. And hopefully that can like open their eyes and make them like acknowledge what's going on and seek the resources to do so. But if they don't, I think you can still find other ways to seek help that aren't necessarily therapy. There are hotlines available all around the world for you to call and just talk to somebody specifically related to mental health. There are so many self-development podcasts which can serve to you as therapy for you to learn how to cope to things, how to develop new skills, how to respond to situations. There are blogs out there which talk about this. And many schools should have the equipment and the resources and the staff to help you. So many schools will have like a school psychologist or guidance counselor which you should be able to talk to. And I feel like that's an excellent point to start the conversation and to just find somebody that you can talk to, even if your parents aren't so willing at the beginning, you can try and find these things on your own if that is the case. And lastly, just take things one day at a time. Celebrate the small wins you have, the small progress you make, the small accomplishments that you achieve, and don't get overwhelmed because you think that life is this huge thing and that there are so many obstacles. Just take it day by day And try to handle on what's in front of you right now and respond to what's happening to you right now instead of worrying about, like, the future. Because as Mati said, focus on yourself and be selfish and do what you need and just take things slow. For sure. Now, my advice is based on what I do. So I'm 
probably going to repeat things, <laughs> but, you know. So the first thing, as we have said several times in this episode, is you have to focus on yourself. Put yourself first and, you know, think about what's making you feel that way. Or if there isn't anything, you know, just think about what could you do that makes you feel happier or, you know, in a better mood. The second is, you know, talk to someone. It doesn't have to be a professional. Talk to your mom, to your dad, to your brother, to your sister, or to your friends, or to someone you really trust and are comfortable with knowing, your, you know, those problems you're sorting through. The third piece of advice I have for you guys is, you know, figure out, figure out what works for you. If someone gives you a piece of advice and you start doing it and it just doesn't make you feel any better or it makes you feel worse or you just find it unmotivating, just don't do it. Why hinder that little piece of mental health you already have by doing something that doesn't Preach. work for you? And, like, I think that's really important to recognize that mental health is such a subjective thing and it depends entirely on who you are. So different people will respond to things differently. And that really is related to, like, intersectionality and where you come from, the culture you grow up in. So I want to make it really clear that we're not trying to, like, impose anything. We are just speaking from our context, from the way we've been raised and from the education we have received through different sources. So, yeah, you know, it's just really important to acknowledge, like, what works for you, what actually helps you, and it's an endless process of self-discovery. For sure. Moving on to the last segment for this week's episode, we are going to be sharing our current favorites. So for me, I first want to talk about Disney+. Plus. We got the subscription and I am so excited about it. If I am totally honest, I haven't watched anything yet, but I'm including this in my favorites because the idea, the concept of Disney+, Plus has brought me so much joy in the past 24 hours. And I've been so excited <laughs> to just start watching and adding a bunch of childhood shows on my list and like documentaries and everything. There are so many fun resources on there. So I have been really loving the idea of Disney+, Plus, <laughs> and I hope I actually do enjoy the experience. I'm trying to get my mom to buy it. <laughs> so, mom, if you're listening, can you please buy it? We got it for Christmas. <laughs> oh, damn. I should. Oh, what did you <laughs> Yeah, that was a smart decision. <laughs> oh, but you can ask it for your birthday that soon as well. <laughs> yeah. I'm not asking for Disney Plus for my birthday. <laughs> okay, sis. So the next thing I want to recommend to you guys is a podcast episode. It's from the podcast called The Lavender Lifestyle, and it's episode 166 called Breakup Bootcamp, Attachment, Heartbreak, and Healing with Amy Chan. And I thought this was so important because even though I'm like not going through a heartbreak right now, there are so many like useful tools, resources, concepts, terms in there that just made me understand like interpersonal relationships and it taught me things that can I can hopefully apply in like my future relationships and just it taught me about like how we can associate ourselves with people good habits we can have and bad habits we can have and just really learn to be your own person even when you're in a relationship and when you get out of a relationship to like stay loyal to yourself. Lastly, I want to recommend a song and it is like not an official song. It's like sometimes, you know, when there are like remixes or covers that are posted on Spotify, but not as like songs, but as podcasts because they don't own the rights. It's one of those. <laughs> and it's called Childish Gambino Bonfire. That is like such a good song. It literally transports me. It relaxes me. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel calm. And it is just such a vibe. It's like a mashup, I believe, of two songs. So it's really good. I have been loving it. Okay, for my favorites this week. First, we have a milkshake that Ooh. I had yesterday. 
It was from a place here in Colombia. It's called Juan Valdez. And it was a coffee milkshake. And it was so good. The second thing is a movie. I actually watched it yesterday. It came out like a year ago. But I hadn't have the like time to watch it. And it's called Birds of Prey. I would... Do you want me to say the full title? The full title was amazing. <laughs> We need to hear it. <laughs> I'm in love with this title. It's Breads of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. I am in love with that title. And the movie was amazing. It has girl power. It has, you know, fight scenes. It's We great. Stand. And the third thing... Is a very sad thing, but I really liked it. It's this little documentary on Netflix. It it lasts oh, 12 minutes, but it that's will what make everybody you cry. has been posting about. I swear to God. <laughs> yes, it's called "If Anything Happens, I Love You," and I thought, you know, I'm an emotional person. I cry a lot, and I thought, you know, 12 <laughs> minutes. How bad can it be? <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> I came out of my room and I like I had Aww. a red face and my mom was like, "What happened?" And I was like, "I saw a movie." <laughs> it was uh, oh, amazing. you know what else everybody has you been know. talking about? Like totally unrelated. Megan is missing. Have you watched that? Uh, you know me, damn. I'm too scared to watch <laughs> any of that alone. <laughs> I'm really curious. I haven't watched it either, but everybody's been posting about it, and I haven't watched. If anything happens, I love you. I want to watch it. Thanks for the recommendation. That's good. I really want to watch Megan is Amazing, but, you know, I'm scaredy cat. I have to watch horror movies with someone by my <laughs> We side. We can watch it together. <laughs> Let's watch it together. But, you know, you guys, that is it for this week's episode. We're so happy. We had a lot of fun. Um, we talked about some serious issues and I feel like really hit those points that we wanted to talk about so you know I hope you enjoyed it and you really had as good as a time listening to this as we had yeah, making we just it had a blast and please remember you know we're learning about these topics as well if we said something insensitive that could have offended anybody we truly deeply apologize and you know we're here to learn if you have any suggestions any corrections to make of how we use like this language then please like we are open to learning and expanding on all of that and thanks for listening to this important conversation we hope that you could get something out of it Well, that is it for this week's episode. We would like to clarify that we're not specialists. Everything we share is based off experiences and research. Don't forget to follow the podcast Instagram at Our Point is Podcast. We love the feedback we get through there and interacting with you guys. You can also contact us through our email, ourpointispodcast at gmail.com. Please tag us on your stories and posts. Also, please rate, review, follow, and subscribe, whatever your platform lets you do. It, will, it would help us out a lot because reviews are the only way we can start growing, getting recommended to new people, and being included in rankings. Plus, we read reviews here, so if you want to be featured, go right ahead. Go ahead and spread this episode with any family or friends you think will like it. We would love if you share your opinions about this episode with us. Remember, you can do it through a message in Anchor or our email. Make sure you, to check out the show notes. There's our favorite moments of the episode listed down there alongside with links to everything we mentioned here today. Remember to join us every Sunday for a new episode. Thank you for your time and for joining us in our journey to understanding the problems of the world. Thanks for tuning in and we hope you have a wonderful week.